like I said, even though at the time I felt so much shame and embarrassment, I dealt with that shame head on. I compartmentalized what I was feeling and continued to show up and sell confidently. Was it easy? No, but I knew that my identity and how I felt about myself was directly correlated to the income that I was going to make. You're listening to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. I'm your host, Jill Perrick, a business and mindset coach who specializes in imposter syndrome. If you feel like you're not as smart, capable, or worthy as you actually are and that someone is going to find you out, then you've come to the right place. I went from being a struggling government worker, working my coaching business on the side, but feeling unworthy and burnt out to making multiple six figures, helping women overcome imposter syndrome so they too can sign clients, make banks, and have the business or career of their dreams. I am nothing special. I have a stuttering disability, ADHD, and I struggle with anxiety and depression. So if I can learn how to feel good enough and overcome my inner imposter, then so can you. Let's dig in. Hello, hello, my loves. Welcome back to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. I'm your host, Jill Perrick, mindset coach, business coach, and imposter syndrome expert. I'm a best-selling author of the book, You're Not Special, and the link is in the show notes to buy that on Amazon. And I help coaches overcome the imposter syndrome and limiting beliefs that are holding them back so they can show up consistently on social media, sell their services with confidence, and sign coaching clients. As many of you know, I record these episodes in advance, so at the time you're listening to this, I actually have no idea if I am booked out or not, but as of right now, I have only two spots available in my schedule for new one-to-one coaching clients. This is my six months of one-to-one coaching, and the program is called Worthy and Wealthy. This program was built for the coach with imposter syndrome who wants to have a successful coaching business, but has fears and limiting beliefs about herself, about money, and about how she can actually be successful with all the self-doubt that she has. When you work with me for six months in Worthy and Wealthy, you get an on-demand curriculum with trainings and resources to help you show up, sell, and sign clients right away. You get three one-to-one coaching calls with me a month, access to me in Voxer, and you get monthly workshops and group calls with my other one-to-one clients. So book a sales call at the link in my show notes to see if Worthy and Wealthy is a good fit for you. And the reason why my clients are so successful, why they do all the courses and hire business coaches and see no fucking traction at all until they work with me is because not only am I giving them a simple strategy that works for them and centers around their brain and their energy, especially because a lot of them are neurodivergent, but I coach them on their mindset and how they are being, which is just as important as what they are doing. And today's episode is about exactly that, how to be the coach that clients want to work with. And it's what you are absolutely missing if you are not signing clients right now. When you are a coach who is trying to show up and sell your services, but you struggle with imposter syndrome, chances are you are not projecting an empowered identity. You have thoughts about your life, thoughts about your job, thoughts about your business, thoughts about how you live day to day, and you think that's what makes you a fraud. You don't believe you are somebody worth paying attention to. Forget about feeling like you're someone that people want to pay. And it doesn't matter if you are the most accomplished bitch on the planet because our job requires us to project an image of ourselves outwards and is reliant on us to sell our own services. And that means that what we think about ourselves matters so fucking much. Take my client for example. She was working a part-time job and she was a business coach. She had so much shame about needing to have a job that she hid it from her audience. 
But the hiding wasn't actually the problem. It was the shame that was toxic to her. She thought it was set in stone that she shouldn't need a part-time job and that it meant something about her as a business coach, but she actually got to decide what it meant for her to have a part-time job. It was her responsibility to meet the shame head-on and deal with it. But because she didn't do that, she projected a disempowered version of herself outwards and it made it that much harder to show up and sell her services or attract clients. And actually, this is a good sidebar topic because I shared on my Instagram last month that I drove for Uber Eats last year around this time for approximately a month. I had business expenses that exceeded my income for a hot minute. I didn't have any savings left because I had just left my job a year before that. I had debt payments to make and I was in the middle of a client drought. So I drove for Uber Eats. And even though at the time I felt so much shame and embarrassment, I dealt with that shame head on. I got coached on it so fucking hard, you guys. You have no idea. So many tears. But it really allowed me to like shed the shame behind the scenes. And then I showed up and showed up as my most confident self, right? Like I said, even though at the time I felt so much shame and embarrassment, I dealt with that shame head on. I compartmentalized what I was feeling and continued to show up and sell confidently. Was it easy? No, but I knew that my identity and how I felt about myself was directly correlated to the income that I was going to make. Your self-worth dictates your net worth when it comes to owning a business. And I think Amanda Francis said something like that. And remember, it's never about the actual circumstance at hand. It is always how you think and feel about that circumstance. I could have thought to myself that driving for Uber Eats was so embarrassing and the end of my career as a coach, and I should just throw in the towel because I hadn't signed a new client in a month or two. But I thought about it instead as a blip in my timeline, a tiny piece of my story that will seem so small and insignificant one day. I even went as far as telling myself that, One day I'm going to be able to talk about that time with confidence and lo and behold, a year later I wrote an Instagram post about it that so many people related to and commented on. I got so much engagement on that post. And that's because I knew that my identity, my self-concept, how I think about myself mattered the most. Even if everyone around me was saying like, oh my god, I can't believe you're doing that, blah blah blah. And actually that didn't happen whatsoever. It's so funny because... A couple weeks ago, I had supper with my family because it was my grandfather's birthday. And we were talking about driving for Uber Eats because I live in a family. I have a family, sorry, that they, if you screw up or do one thing wrong, they'll never let you forget it, which isn't great for, you know, like your confidence and your self-esteem. But through therapy and through coaching, I, I have learned how to deal with that. So anyways, my family knew that I drove for Uber Eats for like a fucking month, okay? A month, one month, guys. And my dad brought it up at the table and we were like poking and everything about it because this service worker at a Wendy's called me the Uber queen because he saw me and he was like, oh, I never see girls doing this job. And then he said, Uber queen, period. And I was like, oh my God, I want to kill myself. I'm just kidding. But that happened, right? And like at the time it wasn't that funny, but afterwards I was like, that was actually really funny. And it's true. I am the Uber queen. I also had an experience at this restaurant that I was 
picking up an order at. And the hostess was just one of those hostesses that was loud and she took her job way too seriously. And she just had an attitude on her, but she was screaming out like, Uber Eats, Uber Eats, and like two people over in this crowded spot were people that I went to high school with and I wanted to die. I literally got the fuck out of there so fast after grabbing the order and she was like, don't forget your thermal bag. And I said, bitch, I'm not buying a thermal bag. This is a temporary gig. I am not doing Uber Eats for the rest of my life. Anyways, it was hilarious. But at the time it wasn't. At the time I like walked out to my car and I bawled my eyes out and guys... I was still writing in my journal. I was writing in my journal like you are going to talk about this on your Instagram. It's a little bit fresh right now, but you're going to talk about this on your Instagram and everything is going to be like a hundred times better in a year. And here we are. I have made over six figures in contracts in the last couple of months, you know, and I completely turned it around and... That's because I just, I knew that I had an identity of being a successful coach. I was still successful. If I actually like looked at the income that was coming in, I was just spending more than I was making because I was making a lot of investments, investing in a lot of coaching. And I am totally okay with that because I know that I'm really only in my fifth year of business and most businesses fail within five years, right? So I knew that this was a long-term thing. This was my career. And if Uber Eats had to be a blip in the timeline, it was something that I not only can talk about now because I can tell my clients to go fucking drive for Uber Eats if they're really stressed, but also that I was willing to do whatever it took right? I was willing to do whatever it took. There was no way that I was going to go back to my full-time job and take on a full-time income. No way. But I just needed to make a little bit more and Uber Eats was the solution at that time. And I am so grateful to myself that I did that. And I told myself through the tears, through the journaling, through the feeling like shit, I was like, you're going to be able to talk about this. And in a year, things are going to be so different. And they fucking were. They 100% were. So as I was saying, because I knew that that was my identity and my self-concept, how I think about myself matters. That was the most important thing that mattered. And that's a huge shift that you need to make. And what you need to realize is one of the determining factors of if you'll sign clients or not or how hard you are making it. Because if you struggle with imposter syndrome, you're probably consumed with what everybody else thinks about you. You're probably so good at making others think that you have your shit together, but on the inside you feel like a mess. That's also having raging ADHD, by the way. And that's why I work with women who are so smart and have so many accomplishments and are really very qualified, but just don't feel it, right? I do not work with people who genuinely don't have what it takes. I don't work with people who genuinely aren't good enough. You always are. You always are good enough. You always are qualified, but you just don't feel it. So you have to start thinking that your opinion about yourself matters, that your thoughts about yourself matter, and they totally make a difference when you're showing up to sell your services. They really, truly do. And I have talked about how my income has quantum leapt over the past couple months, and that's because my identity quantum leapt as well. There's been a new level of self-acceptance, a new level of compassion, 
a new level of romanticizing myself, the work that I do, the kind of coach that I am, and even my life, right? Like a couple of external things I've done that have been super fun are get new pajama sets for around the house and fancy Ugg slippers that I've had on my vision board for about a year now. I had these shitty slippers from Aldo that had seen their day and I was always wearing these ratty unflattering shirts and shorts around the house that I've literally had since high school, right? So these tiny upgrades made me feel so good about myself and in that new identity. I also updated the desk in my room for only $130 on Amazon, which made so much more room in my office. And that helped me set up a makeup station with my original desk for myself in my closet. And guys, I rent, right? Like I've had the same desk for years that has been my work desk. And I am just now upgrading some stuff in my office and for my makeup thing. But these changes have been because my change in identity has created this new standard for myself. And I want to talk about this too, because a huge piece of this is the self-compassion and acceptance I have for myself. I fully accept who I am. And that isn't always easy as a person who stutters, whose job relies on verbal communication for the most part. Hey guys, I hope you're loving today's episode. I am just taking a brief pause in today's episode to share with you a client testimonial. These testimonials are either from group coaching clients or clients who are in my one-to-one coaching program. And I can't wait for you to hear how I have changed their lives and their businesses for the better. Now, thanks to that work, I have transformed my mindset and now feel like I can make aligned, clear decisions for my business trust in myself, believe in myself as I pursue my dreams. And I feel like a completely different person thanks to Jill and have experienced tremendous growth that I never saw coming. Thank you guys so much for listening. Now let's get back to the episode. So it's been a journey, but all in all, I do accept myself. And I see so many lessons and power in the mistakes that I've made. Like, for example, I don't regret any investment I've ever made. Like, yeah, maybe a bundle here or there. But in terms of coaches or programs, even if they were shitty, I learned valuable lessons because of those things. I made money mistakes that have made me so aware and conscious. I've made client mistakes that have made me a better coach. I have dealt with difficult clients that resulted in my boundaries being stronger than ever. I see myself as a whole worthy human being and because of that it is so easy to show up, be authentically myself and sell my coaching. Because even if someone judges me, even if I risk being called out or seen, I am good with me. I respect me and I like my reasons for why I do the things that I do and think what I think. My opinion about myself is the only thing that matters no matter the circumstance. And I need to also add that there is a difference between Coach Jill and Jill. I love Jill. Human Jill is worthy and enough no matter what. Human Jill needs all my self-compassion, needs all my love. She gets all of that, right? Like I think of human Jill as me as like a 12-year-old or an 8-year-old as a 3-year-old, right? But Coach Jill... Coach Jill also is good enough and worthy, but she can also take feedback. She can take criticism. She can deal with things as a coach and she can always improve. But those are two different people, right? And the things that happen in my business do not have to mean anything about human Jill. 
One of my coaches, D.L. Sharon, said this on a podcast interview with her coach, Stacey Bayman. She said that identity is just a collection of thoughts you have about yourself, regardless of the circumstance. And that is so fucking true. You can think and feel anything you want about yourself, regardless of what's happening around you. I've had friends in the mastermind that I was in who have had unhappy clients emailing them. And I was always like, oh my God, what? Is this going to happen to me? And it's actually no big deal. Just because someone is unhappy, it doesn't mean you need to change how you think and feel about yourself as a human. Solve the problem as the coach, but don't make it mean anything about you and your worthiness. A question I get asked often by my clients when we talk about this is, Jill, my life is so boring. And I'm like, bitch, you need to romanticize your life even if it is boring. Like romanticize it as hell. Like I said, I bought new pajamas. I laze around my house all day. I write content and emails from my bed. I go for walks in the summer and tan on my back deck. I live in a pretty outdated house, but it's a rental, so I don't give a shit. My life is not super aesthetic or perfect, and I am good with that. And you can be good with that too. You can accept who you are and where you're at without resisting it because the only thing you're going to do is make it so much harder to show up and sell you need to be the person that people want to work with and that starts with you accepting yourself your life and where you are at as I've grown my ideal client has changed who I speak to has changed the quality of the client has changed and that's because I'm always changing and growing and getting better as a coach Stop resisting against your natural state and where you are right now. See how you can be accepting of yourself and show up knowing that you can help somebody right now, no matter who you are or where you are. Because your thoughts about yourself are the only things that matter. Your thoughts about yourself can be the determining factor between someone choosing to work with you and someone choosing to not. And you could be thinking, right now but how especially if you've gotten results or achieved things while talking shit to yourself and hustling for your worth and working from an anxious and urgent place and I have definitely signed clients and made lots of money from a hustly imposter syndrome and anxious place but when you do it from that place nothing ever feels good enough your anxiety will stay the same even when you sign clients Because then the anxiety goes from I need to sign clients to I need to get my clients results, if they like you, if your coaching is effective, and etc. You'll think you're not doing enough, achieving enough, and your imposter syndrome will still be raging because you'll wonder when the things you feel shame about are going to come and bite you in the ass. You'll be defensive and reactive because of your thoughts about yourself. Take pretty much everything personally and be really hard on yourself. And this will hold you back from being a really good coach. It'll hold you back from growing your business and it will feel like absolute dog shit. And you will repel clients. You may very well attract clients in this state, but it will feel hard and forceful. When you truly love, accept, and forgive yourself, when you don't see how you live or what you do or who you are as bad or shameful or embarrassing, when you romanticize your life now and think you're an expert now and that you have so much to give your clients, you attract soulmate clients. You attract the people who are meant to be in your energy and in your space. You attract clients that pay on time and pay you well. You feel good, you feel in your purpose, and you begin to conquer your imposter syndrome and actually feel like you're deserving and worthy of the results that you're achieving. 
That is the difference. How you sign clients and make your money matters because your business is a long game. You want it to be sustainable, enjoyable, and you want it to add to your self-worth, not take it away. So if you are ready to get your thoughts under control, release the limiting beliefs and overcome the imposter syndrome that's holding you back so you can actually show up consistently and easily, sell your services with confidence and sign coaching clients, book a sales call at the link in my show notes to work with me for six months in my one-to-one coaching program, Worthy and Wealthy. I love you guys and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. Head to the show notes to find out how you can take this work deeper with me in one-to-one coaching or in the From Imposter to Empowered group program. In the show notes, you'll also find a free three-day challenge to start the process of overcoming your inner imposter. And once you're done with all of that, screenshot this episode and share it on Instagram, tagging me at your coach Jill so we can connect. See you next time.